Hey there, this show is not for kids, although the content is very childish. a game today yeah we did and this isn't like a game inventing it's more of a word inventing sure but um have you heard of hat jousting oh i have heard of how hat jousting hat jousting where two people wear a baseball cap <laughs> any kind of baseball cap and they Mine's use the gap the bill of the cap to try to knock the other person's hat off yeah. And if you knock heads, you both lose. That's <laughs> kind of how it goes. <laughs> and that's what happened. And I got a headache. Welcome to Will and Courtney's Word Club. <laughs> Yay! It's a show where we uh, make up words for situations that don't have them. That's right. Yeah. Nailed it. I'm Courtney. I'm Will. And mm-hmm. welcome. And welcome again. To Will and Courtney's Word Club. A podcast where we talk about words don't have words. Yeah. Oh, no. Should we start I'm over? Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trapped in a cycle of torment. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. This is fine. I'm not tormented at all. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I we, go you, first this week. You go first. Okay. Well yeah. then um Wait, you you were gonna say something. I cut you off. No, not really. Oh, were you about to explain the premise? No, I was just kinda like trying to stop the bit I was doing and that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Should we start over? <laughs> One, two, three, go. Hey, welcome to Welcome to Willie Courtney's Work Club. And we got words in there. And we go. Courtney. I'm Courtney. I'm Will. Thank you. Good night. Okay. I really hope there's like two seconds of usable content in that at all. I think we should use the whole thing. Okay. Well, then we will. Yeah. So you go first. I go first. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just came up with a word. This like right now. Editing nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I just came up. I had like this really great concept. And I've had this really great concept for like weeks. And I haven't had a word for it. And then it fi- it just hit me. And I was looking at my list of words. And I was like about to say my word. And I was like, no way. I finally have a word for this great concept. And I just needed to Google it really quick and make sure that it wasn't already a thing. And it's not. So I'm really excited. This is amazing. Yeah. This so I'm sorry for the pause. Act of creation and yeah, progress right it, now. It like... I was thinking about it before we started, and I was like, oh, man, I really wish I had, a, like, a word to go with that because I want to do it for so long. Yeah. And it just hit me, so I'm really excited. Oh, is, is that what you're going to do now? Yes. Are we going to premiere the word that you just now came up with? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We are. I'm ready. Okay. The word is lemmy. Lemmy? Lemmy. Okay. Lemmy. I don't even want to guess. I'm so excited for what this is because you've been so excited about it. Okay. Yeah, what is it? It, it may not make sense because it, the word itself I, I haven't thought about. Like, <laughs> it's been about two seconds so far. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking, thinking about like the construct of the word and like, okay, well, is this a noun, an adjective, a verb, or whatever? But I know what the concept is. Okay. We'll figure this out together. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. The definition is when you lap up undeserved compliments rather than giving proper credit. Okay. <laughs> lemmy? Yeah, lemmy. So, like, pulling a lemmy. They just complimented you for something that really isn't on you. Yeah, it's like... you're so in the moment of receiving a compliment, you're like, oh, well, thank you. It's 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where like, you know, you know, when people give like a really big compliment and people who are like working on a team say like, oh, well, it was a team effort. Yeah. It would be like if if something really was a team effort, but you're like, oh, you thank you. That. I worked so hard on it. <laughs> Meanwhile, your team members are across the room going like, dude. What, what are you doing? What the hell? We're right here. What the hell? <laughs> I painted that onion too. <laughs> so does this happen a lot when you paint onions and somebody walks by and compliments you on the... Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I feel like this happens a lot in work situations. Well, yeah, when your work is trying to put on a play of Shrek, which is what I know you're currently doing. Yeah, but it's not just when you're trying to put on, like, an amazing production and you are solely responsible for everything good that happens. Um, No, I'm kidding. If anything, I remember you talking at home about trying to make an onion and wasn't it me that was like, hey, why don't you do paper mache? No. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I think I came up with that. Yeah, because I said it. No. No? I'm pretty sure I came up with that on my own. Okay. Well, you did a really good job. Thanks. I made the paper mache onion, but I didn't paint it. See, that's you taking the compliment instead of admitting that it was both of us together that did it. Lemmy. I came up with the paper mache thing myself. Game, set, match. No! (laughs) I definitely came up with that myself. But it would be like, okay, so like, say you're in like an office setting... And you put together with your team this, like, amazing sales pitch thing. And you take it to the big boss, and the client digs it, and they buy your product. And then at the end of the day, the boss is like, man, great work, Kathy. And you're like, thanks. Thanks so much. I I really put my all into it. And you didn't do anything. (laughs) You sat at home watching The Bachelor while everybody else was getting ready to put on this big old pitch. But what if the boss pulls you in, just you, and is like, you did so well with the pitch today that I'm giving you a check for $200 as a reward. Do you say, oh no, actually this goes to my teammates? No. Yes, you do. The answer is yes. No, you take it. You take it and run. You take it and go, thank you, I appreciate this. Go home, take the money and run. Yeah, you take your, your brain makes you do something mean without realizing it. Yeah. And it's too late to fix it without being awkward and be like, hey, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know how you like you said I did a good thing and I didn't like say anything, but I really should have told you it was for other people's job and I didn't do that. Right. Did this physical thing actually happen recently? Is that why you're thinking about it? Is that a current? Like um, it's something that happens a lot with kids, I notice. Like, <laughs> okay. So, like, a pa- like if a parent is... I came up with this word when I was, like, babysitting a lot. And um, it's something that parents do a lot. They'll go and they'll give another parent a compliment for something that, like, the kid is doing. And for me, being a babysitter or being, like, a production manager of, like, their play or whatever, like, I have nothing to do with how your kid is performing or, like, what kind of behavior your kid has. So, like... When a parent comes up to me and is like, oh, my gosh, Julie is doing so great and like really, really loves tap tapping. And she comes home and she taps all night and uh, you are doing such a good job here. I'm just like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Because it's like, what else are you supposed to say? Like, oh, well, actually, she's doing that shit on her own. And quite frankly, it's annoying during the day (laughs) because she won't stop. (laughs) 
Oh, no, ma'am, you're mistaken. I'm not doing anything. Oh, I'm on my laptop 90% of the time. Uh, so I don't think that I have anything to do with your kid's new love for tap. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You must be mistaken. I was playing solitaire the whole time. <laughs> Literally, I don't even know who your kid is. Yeah. But thank you for the compliment. Right. It, it's one of those things like, yeah, it, it happens a lot with kids. I noticed, I think I noticed this when I took one of the kids I was babysitting to like a ballet class and their ballet instructor came out and told me like, she's doing really great. And I was like, great. I'll, I'll let her know. I'll let her know. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's right here. You could tell her she's doing really great. Why tell me? I'm the adult. I don't care about the praise i mean it's it's great it's great for the kids that they're doing great or whatever but like that doesn't have anything to do with me no. compliment the kid yeah it sounds like the bigger issue is just people underestimating kids and the mental ability of kids to do things for themselves yeah if a kid does anything right it's the guardian's fault it's a guardian's uh, responsibility to be like oh it's they're the reason they did that right when in reality, the kid could be actually growing and doing things in their own. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when somebody, uh, it, this still has to do with kids, but it's like when you're, you have like a little baby and you're walking it through the city or whatever, and you run into a friend and they're like, oh my God, it has your dad, it has your dad's nose. That's so cute. And you go, yeah, thank you. It's like, you didn't do that. I mean, I know you did that. When you said walking your baby to the city, I definitely pictured a leash. Some people do that. I know. You put a kid in a leash. That wasn't what I was talking about. That was... But you, I, when you're like a baby, it's like a newborn baby. I was it's thinking like, like in a Bjorn. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Or like Just in a stroller. Taking them out for some air. Have you seen people do that with cats? Taking them outside? Like in a little carrier or stroller. I've seen your dad do it. Yeah. I guess he's the people I'm talking about. <laughs> They got like a stroller for their cats and they put them in and there's like a little mesh window. So cute. And they just roll, they just roll them through the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Let them cute. see the town. Let them, cats on the town. <laughs> ready for my first word? I'm ready for your first word. My first word describes both of us, actually. Oh, okay. The thing you were describing just now, generally mm -hmm. like, I would say that those are the stories that somebody with this title would probably have. Ooh, Okay. My word is wacketeer. A wacketeer. 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 You're a wacketeer. I'm a wacketeer. Ooh, fun! I like. I'm gonna put that on my business card. You better on my resume. <laughs> do you want to guess or do you want to tell you? Oh, is it somebody who uh, has fun for a living? Kind of. Oh, fun. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, a wacketeer is someone who makes their living in a strange or hard to explain way. Oh, that's you. It is me. That's kind of, you. This is another thing where I sort of made this for myself. Aww. So that when people ask me what I do for a living, I don't have to give them an essay. Yeah. <laughs> I can just say, look, I'm a wacketeer. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, got it. Got it. No so you more. do lots of weird shit. Got yeah, it. Lots of weird shit. So for those out there. Uh, let's list them out. I, uh, work in an escape room where I put people into and take people out of and give people clues for puzzles during weird immersive escape room experiences. I play piano for kids theater that's written by kids. So sometimes it gets very fever dreamy in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. Um, I do graphic design freelance, but like not for anything normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For like games. For like escape rooms and games. Yeah. 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 
And when somebody asked me what I do for a living, I would probably have to say most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope one day to do podcast for a living. You also are an actor. I'm also an actor. You have an gets, agent. I have so. an agent. And I also like go to audition for really weird parts. One of which had me uh, do a very dirty act in a chair in front of the casting director. Ooh, yeah. Very fun. Not really. Um, but yeah, that's what I would call myself now. I'm a wacketeer. I love it. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I think that that's, that's great for people who are a little bit directionless. Yeah. Or ha- are having a little bit of trouble, like, figuring out the next step. Yeah. It should be said, like, directionless, but not broke. Yeah. Or, you know, broke, but still there's money coming in. Sure. Like, directionless, but you're still doing things. You're still living your life. Yeah. You still have things that you do to make money. But you're not on, like, one very narrow ladder career path. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it's so funny, but, like, I, I'm i really glad that this word exists now because when I was a kid, like, that's pretty much all I ever really wanted to be was a wacketeer. I wanted to be somebody who did a lot of fun stuff and worked in entertainment and, you know, made funny voices and was in comedy and, like, maybe active, but also, like... You know, outside of entertainment, I've always wanted to, like, be a little, be a dog walker or whatever. You know, just, like, do random little stuff. That's a really good word for the youth to have, to be able to explain to their parents, like, what they want to do with their future. Like. That's kind of why I made it. Yeah. (laughs) Not just for parents, but that's a big part of it. But as technology moves forward and jobs get more widespread. And more things that used to be like top paying jobs are now becoming accessible to like kids with laptops. Mm-hmm. The jobs out there are becoming more and more sporadic and the things you do to make a living, especially if you're creative. Yeah. It's like everybody's just like freelance everything. Everybody is freelance everything. So yeah, Wacketeer, I guess, is freelance everything. Yeah. At once. It could be anything. I'm working on, with my company I work for, this like new escape room experience that's bigger and better than ever before. I think in the next month, I'm going to have to paint a couple of walls, um, design a carnival disguised as an office, mm-hmm. and create a video game from scratch. <laughs> that's, that's not a normal job. Same paycheck, those three things. I don't know. Yeah. And it's very, it makes me happy. I talk to creative people sometimes, and they'll say that like they cannot do one single thing, whether it's ADD or whether it's just kind of... A creative instinct. I don't know what it is, but like they cannot stick to one solid thing and they get bored mm-hmm. and they get really miserable and tired of their job really fast. So they set themselves up in a position where they do a bunch of things in a week. They could go to any one of their little pursuits and keep them motivated like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I had one of the most mundane office jobs at a certain point where I was an account manager and every month was exactly the same. We started the month with like a meeting that lasted a thousand years. Um, and everyone in the world was on the call and it was a meeting where we learned nothing and we got out of the meeting and they were like, great, use this information to have more meetings. (laughs) And the entire job was us setting up meetings with other places to tell them what we had learned in the meeting, which was always nothing and that nothing had changed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it took you two hours to learn that somehow. Of course. And everybody always had questions. They were like, are we sure that nothing has changed? And it's like, yes, Tom, nothing has changed. But 
What if we changed this? No, Tom, we're not going to change that. Nothing has changed. <laughs> now go tell all of your people that you're delegating that nothing has changed and they can't change anything ever again. <laughs> we did this every month and then every month it was so it was the same the same stuff. Like every month you make you send the same emails to the same people saying the same thing about the same meeting about the same ads that are going out to the same places at the same frequencies over and over and over again. It, it was one of the most... All around me are familiar faces <laughs> on our place. <laughs> it was so boring. It was so boring. It was a place that like on like my third day, I was like planning my speech for when I would quit <laughs> because I was so bored. I was like... And I asked so many questions. I was like, so you're you're sure that it's not, nothing ever changes. And they were like, yeah. And you don't need to know about the stuff that would happen in case it did change because it never will. <laughs> so cut the curiosity, Courtney, and get in the back of the line. I know what company you worked for and I know exactly what you're describing. But I'm also picturing some like big blank gray building where like people who wear only gray going and manufacture, I don't know, boxes that don't have anything in them. <laughs> or just air. Yeah. But like not any special air, just air. Mm -hmm. They just make nothing. Yeah. And they do nothing. Well, you're not totally wrong. No, I'm not. And it works for some people. Some people really like that stability. I found it boring. But some people really like the the idea of knowing what they're going to do every day because it means that they can focus on other things and they don't have to like muddy their brain power with job stuff. Yeah. But I like when my brain is a little bit muddy. So I like going to work every day and figuring out how I'm going to paint this onion <laughs> or. Hey, can I point something out? Yeah. The things you were doing at that horrible gray business and the money you were making, you are now making more money teaching kids to play Shrek. Yeah. Well, to be fair, well, I don't want to Lemmy here and take credit for teaching kids to play Shrek. I'm not teaching them, but I'm making more money by being near them while they learn to to play Shrek and helping them putting on put on a good show. Yeah, so that feels really good. So Lemmy's a verb. Yeah. I don't want to Lemmy here, but yeah, you're Lemmying, aren't you? <laughs> cool. Oh God, does that mean it's time for my yeah, second you have to word? Do another word. Okay, my second word is. Gort. <laughs> Gort. 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 Is that the sound water makes when it hits like a metal sink? Oh, it's so close. Gort. 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 We could do this all the rest of the podcast just say yeah. Gort. 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 Oh, what is it's it? so fun to say. It's the sound of chugging. <laughs> yeah. Gort. 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 That's all I have to say about it. But that's <laughs> now chugging has I, I feel like chug is one of those like actions that's supposed to be like an onomatopoeia. It's supposed to be onomatopoetic, right? I feel like it is. Uh, maybe. People are I going like chug, chug, chug. Like you like it. First of all, chug sounds like a word that we should have made up. Yeah, <laughs> it's it a does. very simplistic four letter word. Yeah, but. It just, uh, it, to me, chug kind of is one of those words. It's like, it was made to sound onomatopoetic, but it actually is not. Yeah. It's not very close at all. Nobody's so you throwing need... one back and going, chug, 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 chug,
If anything, it is onomatopoetic for a train, but yeah, but no, not for drinking milk or whatever. Or beer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who chugs milk? What do you chug? Uh, I I don't know. Water? I chug water. Mm-hmm. It's just not like a health nut thing, but it's more of just like a dehydration thing. I chug OJ, which is why for the most part we're not allowed to have OJ in the house. Yeah. We have I, OJ currently and it's not going to last. No, it has a expiration date tomorrow morning, a la my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't come out the way I wanted it to, but you know what I mean. I thought it was funny regardless. <laughs> I think you tried your best, and that's what that's Thanks. what got us here in the first place. Well, you know, I'm going to take all the credit for that. Great. Yeah. You should. Mm-hmm. Lap it up. This isn't the lemmy. I mean, the orange juice didn't do it. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Gort. So, Gort. I, I feel like back in the day when Chug was invented... <laughs> The action of chugging. Three ancient Greeks were sitting in a tavern with some meat or some kind of... Yeah. One of them was like, well, what if I drank it all at the same time? Quickly. I'm British. I'm Greek and British. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, quickly gulped it down my throat consecutively. What would that be called? I didn't taste any of it. It's completely not pleasurable in any way. It hurt really bad. (laughs) It's very unpleasant. (laughs) I should do this a lot. I should do this so much because now I'm totally fucked up. (laughs) And uh, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to go and invent math. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like whoever invented it thought that chug would be the sound that it made, but it's not. So it's like, okay, somebody had to come along and, like, fix this word. And who better? Who better than me? Than you. Yeah. Yeah. Gort. Gort. So is gort the sound of chugging only, or are you actually replacing the word chug? No, I'm not replacing it, but I feel like it could be something that is... Like, if it means the sound of chugging, I will definitely, like, use it as a verb. Like, I'm going to gort this shit down real quick. Totally. Like, <laughs> it, well, what it means, like, it, it is defined as the sound of chugging. Yeah. But, yeah, it could definitely be used as, like, a replacer for chugging. Like, like how people say gulp. Or, like, my dad says, can I get a swig of that? And... <laughs> He takes his swig, which is basically drinking the entire thing, and then hands you back like a little, like an inch tall thing of water left in your cup. I was wondering what drink it was. I was really on my edge of my seat waiting for the, it was water. It's usually water, yeah. I was about to say, and then you're like, Dad, why'd you drink all that milk? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my dad has these like really big plastic cups. That you get like at Walmart that are the size of like a two liter pitcher. And they're really, really big. And you can stack them and stuff. And he will fill those things up to like the top brim and just chug an entire cup full of water so many times a day. <laughs> it's very hydrated. Yeah, I'm sure. Um jealous. Gort, 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 gort. Gort, gort, gort. You know, I was never good at chugging. In college, like, we would play the games, and I would chug, like, way too slow. Yeah? I never got the hang of, I don't know what you're supposed to do with your mouth or your throat or whatever, because I just would, like, sit there and drink it, and I'll gort, 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 and, like, I don't know, you're supposed to just, like, open your mouth up like a pipe and just gulp, and just, what am I saying? 
You're trying to describe your problems with chugging. And okay, I'm thanks. listening to you. I'm trying to figure it out, too. So, like, have you never... You've never chugged a beer before? No, I have. I just can't do it as quickly as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the secret is. I don't know if people are just like a snake dislocating their jaw and just kind of throwing it down. Part of it is, like... Head placement, and a lot of it is breathing through your nose, Mm. like in and out through your nose. So controlling your breath to only be in your nose, which is tough when your mouth is open because you want to take in at least some air, but you can't. You have to focus on just drinking. And a lot of it is just timing your head tilt with the pour. So you're not going straight back so that you have like a straight neck and you're pouring it straight up. But you're like... Guys, I wish you could see what movements she's doing right now. It's great. (laughs) You're like pouring it into your mouth as though you were pouring it into a glass. Like nice and slow and like a gentle tilt at the same time. So that you're like... Are you like seemingly a chugging expert here? Should I be watching you for advice? Well, it took me... It took me a while to like... Because I used to be really bad at it too. And then I was like, why am I bad at drinking beer fast? I don't understand. And there was one day when uh, we were at our old improv theater and our friend Carlos challenged a bunch of people to like a beer chugging contest. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. And I was like, I've never really chugged. I was like, I don't know if I've chugged a beer to completion before, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it my all. You know what happens mostly whenever I try to chug something really hard? Mm-hmm. It just goes all over my face. Nose, eyes, ears. You got to open up the back of your throat. I guess I also need to aim it at my mouth, don't I? Yeah, yeah, don't try it. Well, first of all, chugging is a form of drinking, not face wash. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he challenged me to a chugging contest, and I did really. we finished like within nice a second of each other. We have beer. And I was like, yeah, all right, I can do this now. It was like a one-moment, one-shot Prove yourself. You can either do it or you can't. And I did it, and I was really excited. Can you chug a beer for me right now? Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Do I have to? No. Can we pretend? No. Maybe that's milk. Don't do it with milk. It's all the milk. Milk is all gone. Oh, you drink all the milk. And the OJ. At the same time. It was like an orange dreamsicle. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You weren't in my mouth. I'm just going to sidestep anything I could say there and go to my next word if you want. Okay, yeah. Um, I have a word. Okay. And the word is a little negative, but I have a feeling in our positive headspace here, we'll be able to plow right through it. Great. And be very happy about it. Awesome. The word is maddle. Maddle. M-A-T-T-L-E. Okay. Yeah. Any guesses? Um, is it when you like hit something a lot, but you know you're not going to cause it any pain, like punching your pillow? You're like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Again, the movement, if you've seen it, it's so good. No, it's something like that. It is something you do to get anger out by yourself. To meddle is to play out an argument in your head. Oh, I do that so much. Me too. Yikes. Me okay. too. In the shower, in the car. And you don't notice you're doing it until you reach the end of your argument and mm-hmm. you like blink back into existing and like, oh my God, I'm by myself. I just did that whole dramatic 
speech to yeah. that guy about that thing like, to myself for no reason. And no one was here yeah. to witness it. And it doesn't matter because he's on vacation anyway, so this conversation will never happen. Actually, I made like a, a secondary word to this word. Yeah? When you're in a headspace where you can't stop meddling, you're in the metal field. Ooh, the metal field. The metal field. That got me like excited, like titillated. Welcome to the metal field. Oh, I love it. Where you meddle all the time. Meddle, meddle, meddle. Mm hmm. But so it's funny because you know that the arguments in real life are so much more low key than anything that you imagine. Right. In your imagination, you're like, well, I think you need to learn to talk to people appropriately, and I'm going to tell my boss it's either you or me, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be me. That's on top. And then, like, dramatic music plays and fireworks go off and, like, Mm -hmm. people cry. Not him, but other people. Other people cry. Yeah, yeah, the crowd watching this whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And the president hands you a medal and says, best argument winner ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how medaling goes for me. I don't know about you. (laughs) Usually, for me, it's like a depression downward spiral. And it's usually me getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I really like this person. But we disagree on this one core issue. Four years from now, how would our relationship end? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like that kind of deep shit of like, you know, we've finally gotten together and we're going to see how this goes. And that kind of nonsense. I used to do that a lot before I like had a depression diagnosis and was like medicated and stuff. I would go down these metal rabbit holes and be in these metal fields <laughs> where like it, I would seriously, like I would get a crush on somebody and then I would just like 20 minutes later, like downward spiral. And I was like, well, I know that he's like a really big Christian and I'm not really religious. So like, we would probably have a huge argument about God and this is how it would go. <laughs> and that's why I'm not going to talk to him. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it would be like that kind of stuff. It was like really dark. I, I don't think I'm in any position to be diagnosing any depression, but I think if you lose the arguments in your head, yeah, you're kind of on the right track. <laughs> I was losing every argument. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere was I ever winning an argument. I was always <laughs> losing. It was always like, how is this person going to let me down? And how am I going to let them down? That was always the thought process. So my maddles were saddles. My, oh, saddles. You're saddling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might put that in too. Yeah. But for me, maddling isn't a downward spiral. It's more of like a power trip. Oh, that's way cooler. That's not nearly as dark. Have, yeah, angry, but more positive, but still angry medals where I will tell somebody off like straight out of an Aaron Sorkin script. Mm-hmm. I will be precise and cutting in every single way. And I will reduce my enemy to shreds verbally. Mm-hmm. And I will walk away with my head held high. And then, if anything, the next day the conversation will happen and I'll be like, hey, so, uh, hi. I I think you were mean, and that's it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I was a little bit... uh, I I thought that that you were a little bit... um, I didn't appreciate how you said something um, to me. And then if you have a problem with me, you can tell me to the toy street. Anyway, um, Uh. I'm going to lunch. (laughs) (laughs) 
in my head, meanwhile, I was like, and that's why I think you're a dumb person and you need to reevaluate your entire life. Mic drop. Okay, well then in that, if that's the vibe that maddling is, then I definitely maddled the entire time I had that boring ass job. Because I would just sit there every day and be like, dear idiots. (laughs) (laughs) To whom it may may concern, this job is stupid. (laughs) Etc. Etc. Have you ever had a, like, daydream of, like, literally, like, taking a poopy on the boss's desk and leaving? I've talked to people at jobs I've worked at where they've, like, talked about doing that. Oh, what? Like, not, nobody like, would literally? go it, but, like, literally, like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go take shit on their I'm desk. Gonna take a poopy on the desk. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all. Gross. It, first, no. Second, <laughs> second of all, gross. But first of all, if you're that regular that you can plan that out. Props to you. <laughs> I would go there, drop trout, sit on top of the, you know, crouch on top of the desk and be like, damn it. <laughs> I ate Korean barbecue yesterday and I'm backed up. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie Christine where, like, somebody goes and takes a poopy on the guy's car, the name of which is Christine. And I don't, I don't know, know that movie. It's a Stephen King movie. Oh. Based on a... You know, the horror stories that, uh, you know, a nerdy kid who's antisocial gets this car, and mm-hmm. the car turns out to be able to repair itself and also have an evil mind of its own, and it corrupts the guy. Ah. Uh, yeah. Is the car named Christine? Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's a scene where the guy, uh, some bully poops on the, well, like, the dash. Mm-hmm. He takes a poopy on the dash. Uh, on the dash? Yeah. First of all, that'd be hard to, like... Maneuver your butt. You maneuver your butt. <laughs> How do you poop you on the dash? You have to, I guess, kind of like wedge yourself under the windshield. Yeah. I guess. And then just kind of like have your, you have to have your pants already down. Yeah. And then you have to like really stick your butt down up in there mm-hmm. and then make the poopy. Also, like that is not a position where a poopy will come out easily. No, no. Which is another reason where I'm like, if you can do this, if you can pull this off, I won't even really be mad. <laughs> I'll be grossed out, but I'll be like, respect. Yeah. Gastrointestinal respect. <laughs> well, that's Will and Courtney's word club. So, wait, no, go back. Come so, on. You're still talking about, you had people talk about wanting to take a poopy on the boss's desk. Well, yeah, they never do. Yeah. I feel like that's a very physical battle. Yeah. See, I know what I'm going to do. And they imagine themselves doing it and then like leaving and then like, that'll show them. And in reality, the boss just kind of pulls them aside and then tells them why they're a bad employee. And then they're like, well, you're a bad boss. And then they leave. If they even say that, most of the time when a boss is like, hey, um, I need to talk to you about your chronic tardiness and uh, your use of profanity in the office. Uh, we're just going to need you to tone that down a little bit and maybe come in a little bit earlier. You're like, oh, yeah, no, totally. I can, I'm can. i so sorry that that's been happening. Yeah, no, I'm. So, it's just stress at home. So anyway, yeah, looking forward to, you know, the meeting later. That's how I maddle. Okay. It's all in my head, and then somebody confronts me, and I'm like, Oh, what? No problem at all. None here. No, nothing at all. No, no problems. No, I'm good. I'm good. Anyway. Meanwhile, you're eating lunch and 
you might have to poopy soon, but you're like, nope, save it. You might need it later today. <laughs> keep it in the chamber. Yeah. You always keep one brewing. That's why you <laughs> always keep one brewing, just in case. That's what my mama told me. You never so, know who's... So Desk you need to poo on. Always gotta keep one in the chamber. <laughs> Always keep one in the you chamber. You never know if there's a job you're gonna have to quit or a car you're gonna have to defile. <laughs> <laughs> it can come out of anywhere. <laughs> Folks, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. This has this been very fun. A fun episode, I think. Yeah, I think it's really fun. If you have any suggestions of like something we can make a word for, yeah. shoot us an email, wcwordclub at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at wcwordclub and Twitter at wcwordclub. For more info about us and a full dictionary of all the words, our website is wcword.club. Super easy. And thank you to... Full Fat! And all spirits. Our theme song. Love it. Love you guys. Yeah. Next time. See ya. Keep one in the chamber. Keep one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs>